Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to the Hiker Podcast. What is up there, hikers? It is Andy Neal bringing you the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles that asks hikers and other outdoorsy type people, how has hiking changed you? How has the outdoors changed you? And how are you changing around you the podcast it takes me andy and just gets to know people we just we just have a conversation about the outdoors it's cool it's chill it's what we do anyways thanks for listening this episode is brought to you by canuck outdoors makers of the carbon fiber cork trekking poles and of course all your water storage needs gilad the team up there in portland are doing amazing things i love them they've been amazing to me so big shout out to our sponsor canuck outdoors I do also want to give a big shout out to my personal sponsor, one of them, um, Gregory Pax, who is just amazing, and I just wanted to shout them out. I am a Gregory Pax ambassador, and uh, if you're looking for a pack, a day pack, fanny pack, backpacking pack, especially if you're looking for a plus size pack, they have you covered. Check out the link in the bio of this episode, and they'll get you covered. Also, stay tuned at the end. Uh, I'm doing something a lot of like YouTubers and stuff do is I have a PO box and people are always asking like, how can we send you a postcard or this or that other thing? Um, I, I, in the descriptions episode, I'll, I have like a PO box now that you can like send mail to if you want to, uh, fan mail or whatever to the show. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. Anyways, also thank you all for sticking with the show because uh, yeah, the this, this season five got off to a little bit of a bumpy start, but uh, I'm excited for this week. We have Mr. Fabulous himself on the show again. That's right, Derek Lugo, public speaker, author, through hiker of the AT and of the CDT. That's the Appalachian Trail or Appalachian Trail, depends who you ask. And recently, the Continental Divide Trail. All around amazing guy. Uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last year. He's been on the show before. We and uh, I, I, we just had a great conversation. So, without any further Adieu, my conversation with public speaker, hiker, author, Mr. Fabulous himself, Derek Lee. All right, Hacker Podcast listeners, I am so excited to have back with us storyteller, author, hiker, Mr. Fabulous himself, Derek Luga. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm feeling groovy, man. Thanks for uh, having me today. Thanks for coming on. You've been on the show before, sharing your story. Uh, love the book. Love. Uh, what I really love that I found out about this is uh, that little documentary you made with the AT uh, Conservancy, the, the Trail Brothers documentary that was made. I, oh, found yeah. out about, I found out about that not too long ago, and I was obsessed with that for like three weeks. Uh, it was just so <laughs> well done. And I'm like, that is. Like, I, 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 
I feel that because I'm, I'm from LA and Las Vegas. So, and I've discovered the outdoors and it's changed my life. So just having someone else who's, you know, considered a city person and discovered the outdoors, I, I really resonated with me. But before we get into what you've been up to, just uh, let everybody know who you are, where you come from. And, uh, you know, if you ran into somebody on the trail, you know, brand new person, what would you tell them? Okay. Well, my name is Derek Lugo. I'm from New York City. Uh, before I hiked uh, the Appalachian Trail 10 years ago, I had zero outdoor experience. Um, the only thing I knew about the outdoors was the city life. Um, and I'm a huge reader. Someone handed a book to me. They said, hey, read this. It's super uh, funny. Read it. It was a walk in the woods. Yeah, it was hilarious. But the one thing that stuck out was this trail that he made sound so hard. And during that time in my life and up to now, um, I was trying to just discover the world and do things that my parents didn't do, my grandparents. I just wanted to grow as an individual. And I thought to myself after I read that, that one day, maybe I could do that. It was like a pipe dream, wanting to travel around the world or run a marathon or hike the Appalachian Trail, but never really thought I would do it, but it was just, just there. Uh, 10 years ago, um, I had just got back from Italy, uh, went back to New York and had some free time, and it just popped in my head that I'm going to do the AT. And within a week and a half, two weeks of that decision, I was on the trail with zero experience, didn't know if I uh, even liked to hike. But luckily, within you know a few days, a week, two, I fell in love with it. And um, the rest is pretty much history. When I finished uh, through hiking the AT, I couldn't stop talking about it, couldn't stop talking about the outdoors, and decided to write a book. And uh, it's been my life ever since. So you get off the AT, and if you, our listeners want to hear about your journey there, you can go to the last episode or read the book, get the book, Unlikely uh, unlikely Through Hiker. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a, a big a big gap there, 10 years um, since... Mm-hmm. You just recently got on the Continental Divide Trail. What was your life like in that 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 decade period of time? You, you get off the AT. You're obsessed with hiking. Um, you, I, I remember watching one video with you where at that at that time, um, you were the only black man on the trail. Everybody would say, "Oh, you're Mr. Fabulous," and they knew it was you because you were the only black person on the trail. Uh, how has your life and the hiking environment community changed in these ten years? Just kind of a broad overview maybe Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it has been 10 years and like i said when i got off the trail i couldn't i couldn't stop talking about it so what i did was it ultimately changed my career path where i went from working at night in new york city uh, managing restaurants and uh, live music venues and bars to uh, just wanting to write and share my story of uh, the appalachian trail and the outdoors and I wanted other people that didn't know anything about the AT like me uh, months before that uh, to actually learn something about it even before stepping on a trail. So for the next few years, I was writing. I started doing a lot of talks, going to schools, sharing my story. So when I say change my career path, that's how I was living. I was going from school to school, libraries, um, outdoor events, um, you know, when Zoom came along before 2020, I was doing Zoom like for a year or so, and I was doing talks online. So 
Yeah, it was 10 years, but it wasn't 10 years like through hiking and then just not doing anything. I was through hiking and doing, I, I through hiked and then I was writing about it, reliving it over and over again for several years through my talks and through my writing. And then the book came out, then I was uh, sharing that with people. So I was staying busy with the outdoors. It's just, it just wasn't through hiking. Very cool. And in, in that time, um, you, what you went from, you know, working, you know, restaurant and venue manager in New York, and then you, 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 your life became the outdoors. It became, you know, speaking and all the things you just mentioned. Um, what has been the most rewarding part of that? Myself, just, you know, getting into this industry was, or it's, it's all I do now. You know, I went from a guy who just went on a one mile hike along the Pacific Crest Trail. And now it's like, oh this is all I do. I I, I want to hear kind of just your perspective as someone who's been doing it for a while, working in this industry for a while, working with brands. How, how has that been? Maybe some of the good and the bad. Uh, well, yeah, I was like you, except I didn't hike at all. You know, I went from not knowing anything about the outdoors to having this six month experience of a through hike. And all of a sudden, I I knew something about the outdoors and people wanted to hear um, what I had to say. I've always been a storyteller and I'll joke around um, that it may have stemmed from when I was a little kid and I used to talk my way out of trouble or when I was getting a bit older and I realized that I could tell a fib and people would really believe me or I could tell a long story knowing it was just a story and people were just holding on to every word I said. So I've always wanted to uh, publish a book and I have a bunch of manuscripts and short stories and poems, uh, but I never thought, and none of them was really any of them that I wanted to publish until I wrote this book, The Unlikely Thru-Hiker, about my AT adventure. And all my energies went into that. So what changed was that I went from trying to find something uh, that would fulfill my life. That's why I was I was traveling. I was doing a bunch of things, trying to figure out what I really wanted to do. Not necessarily trying to find myself, but why am I here? You know, I I wanted to, you know, when it's all said and done, I what I wanted to leave something here uh, where people are still learning. People can grow from it. And I wasn't sure what that was until I discovered the AT. And it was hard work because when I first started doing this, the only people that knew me were the through hikers uh, that season and the ATC. They were the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. They were one of the first to really listen to what I was saying and notice that I had such a passion for the AT. And they started sending me out to do talks. And then when I discovered public speaking, because I approached, you know, many people may say that there's a big difference. And it is. There's a big difference between talking to your friends and then talking in front of an audience. But I approached it where I've been telling stories and the same stories on the trail around a campfire uh, for a long time. So all I, I approached it where I was in a bigger uh, I, my audience was bigger, but it was like talking to people around a campfire. 
you know, so I wasn't really, it didn't really affect me where I was, yeah, you get butterflies and all that, but I just, again, so uh, into what I was sharing that it didn't, it could be 10 people, it could be 20, it could be 200, 300. I've done talks for, you know, hundreds of people in an um, auditorium. I'm doing one actually next month for like uh, middle school kids. I think they're going to have like 300 and something students there. You know, I, I just, and I didn't realize this about myself that I am a storyteller and it was the last 10 years have really um, shown not just my audience, but myself, what I'm able and capable of doing and what I, the gift that I was granted to have that I can share with people. So I live every day, every day I have um, stories that I'm sharing. Like I just did a podcast earlier this morning, uh, a live or a podcast yesterday, a live this morning, sharing about the outdoors and sharing about what I'm doing now. So how it's changed my life. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not up late until five or six in the morning in New York city working at a bar, you know, like I, I now have my mornings. I get up early go for a hike, go for a run, uh, come back, do some writing, do talks, meetings, interviews. Like I'm a businessman now. And it was something that I didn't really know. I didn't know if I had it in me, didn't know how to do it, how to approach it. 10 years taught me a lot. Even like my first book, I learned so much from not just writing it, but going through the process of promoting it and publishing it that now um, not that it's going to be a lot easier, but it's, I know the, I know the ways now and it, it will direct me, uh, in the, in the right way to, to, to continue sharing my story. Was there a, a moment, kind of an epiphany where you're starting to, to, to work in this industry a little bit, you're sharing your story, you're working with the ATC where you realize this is now my career. Was there like just this mm-hmm. point where you're like, this has changed everything. I'm not, this isn't just a side hustle. This isn't just something I'm doing. This is, this is it now. This is the trajectory of my life and my career. This is what I'm doing to not only make ends meet, but to give myself fulfillment. That's more of a loaded question than, than you think. Um, and I'm going to get personal here because you know, I am, um, I actually went through a breakup because my partner at the time, and we broke up last year, said that what I was doing was a side hustle, exactly what you said. And I had decided, my book came out two years ago, three, 2019, the end of 2019. So um, right before COVID hit. And I knew during 2020, um, this was it. Uh, we, uh, New York City was, uh, there was a lockdown and all of a sudden I had to shift from working at night to actually trying to make a living, trying to, to do this, share what I love to share and, and be able to do it continually instead of, you know, working full time and then doing this uh, part time. So there was a blessing in disguise during 2020 where Zoom blew up. And I was able, and 2020 was going to be my uh, book tour year. And I, and all of a sudden, we, I couldn't be in the same room with other people and didn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting offers to do Zoom 
talks and I went from, yeah, I could tour and share about my book. And then I may meet like, you know, 20 people, every talk, maybe 50, whoever, whatever. But I was going from that to doing hundreds every time I did a talk. So, and then also people, uh, because of the lockdowns, people were reading more and people were very, very eager to get outdoors. So my story, it's book, you know, it's about the outdoors. Um, so everything started falling into place. I would say when the book came out and everything started falling apart in the world, everything started making sense to me. And I said, this is what I really need to be doing for the rest of my life. And that's insane. I, I, kind of a similar story with me. I was, you know, I was two weeks, I was you know, in the film industry, TV industry, two weeks from like my first big break, I was going to be an associate producer with a, a major reality show. And then I was two weeks from flying out to Boston, you know, that was March 1st. And all of a sudden everything shuts down. And next thing I know, I got bill collectors coming to the door and I'm like, I just got to make this work. I got you know, this, this, this things I'm doing is, you know, Instagram stuff and, and podcasts. Let's just see if we can make it work. And people were hungry for it, especially during the pandemic. Do you feel like the pandemic really kind of blew up people's interest for the outdoors and hiking more than in previous times? Yes. A hundred percent, dude. In fact, um, the CDTC was saying how, uh, this year was the most, um, through hikers out there. I think it was at the time when I was told this a couple months ago, there was 600, uh, hikers that were attempting to through hike the continental divide trail. And that's a lot, dude. That's, that's a lot. lot. Maybe not as much as the AT, but we're talking average probably was like 200 every year. And it, it more than doubled. Um, people went from having to stay indoors to like, I can't stay inside. I'm not working, but let's just go outside and just do something. And hiking and the trails and the outdoors became a big part of that. And um, I, I, I saw it even the end of last year when I started my through hike of the long trail where there was a lot of people out there. They're just so eager to get out there. So yeah, I mean, again, blessing in disguise, man. When, when, and that's how humans are, dude. Like when things are down, we find a way to better our lives, no matter what. And that's what we did during 2020 and 2021 and moving forward. What's the reception been as you've gone out and you've, you've spoken to, to students and other, other groups about, about your journey in, in, into the outdoors and into the hiking? What's been the overall reception? How have you been received? It's, it's been great, dude. Like I try to share my story in a humorous manner. So I'm, I, I have a presentation with photos and stuff because I think it helps with, um, especially students attention span. And, uh, it's been, it's been great. I think if you can make someone laugh, they're gonna embrace you, man. Laughter is such a, a huge, uh, it's just a, it's like love, man. It's like, you can't live without it. And, um, I have a funny story. I did a talk. I love sharing this one. I did a talk. I think it was last. It was last year. I'm actually going to that same school next month. Um, I did a talk for middle school seventh graders, and uh, it was their first time out of their class, like hitting the um, auditorium in like a while. Um, and they were excited. They didn't know what I was gonna say, what who this guy was with with dreadlocks, but they were like, "Okay, let's 
we're happy to be here. And um, whenever I do my talks, I try to, uh, I, I look at, I feed from the audience. So I'll notice if you're not laughing or you're not interested. So I direct my energies to that area. And then, you know, hopefully I can at least get a smile from that, that person. So the kids were very into it from as soon as they, I started talking, all of a sudden they were like, okay, what, what is this? You know, cause a lot of these kids don't know a lot about through hiking or the out or the AT or all these other trails. So when I bring this to them, they're really curious, especially seventh graders where they're just off of grade school and they're still curious. They're not high schoolers where like, you know, they're too cool and they don't want to ask questions or they'll look embarrassed. So these kids, curious kids, I, I would do a Q&A afterwards and I had so many questions. It was like an extra half hour of just sharing more stories with them because they had so many questions. And I remember when I finished that talk, I went, I was walking to the uh, parking lot and this girl comes and she's, she's like, can you sign this when she gives me something to sign, which I thought was awesome. And her friends came two of her friends came and they were like, one of them was like, Hey, we want to apologize for our seventh grade class. Cause we thought you were going to be boring. <laughs> and I was like, that is, that is the best compliment. That you is. know, these kids, man, they don't, they don't hold back. They and don't. yeah, they didn't know what I was about. And they're like, yeah, I could be boring. But she was saying that they weren't bored. And this girl comes, you know, she wants my autograph. And they were like, we love what you were saying. You know, now we want to, you know, do, do the AT, you know, like I share these stories, not, not necessarily so people can through hike, but so they can just go out there and, and, and do the thing. Um, when people come up to me and say, Hey, I know you've done, you know, the AT 2200 miles. Um, I just did three miles and I stopped them and I say, Hey, get rid of the jest. You did three miles. It's better than no miles. One mile is better. Like I didn't hike today. You did more miles than I did today. So that's what it's about. Very cool. Very cool. Also, I'm curious, you, you, you do, you, you work with brands and the outdoor industry is, it's a billion dollar industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And it's also blown up because of the interest in the outdoors and COVID. I've talked to a lot of brands and retailers who say they just can't keep things on the shelves. Everyone's so interested in the outdoors. Um, working in kind of the, the influencer space, what's been your, your experience there? Because ultimately people want to use you so they can help sell their products and get it out there. What's mm-hmm. been your experience with that? It, it, it's funny. Cause now it's different now than it was when I first started where no one knew who I was. And, and I, ha- I had to be the one like reach out and say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Now, since I've been doing this for a while, I'll get a lot of messages from brands that have nothing to do with the outdoors or, you know, socks or, you know, (laughs) you know, some just clothing line that has nothing to do with hike. Although I I do have um, a sponsorship from um, Farm to Feet who are an outdoor hiking sock company and they're amazing. Uh, But I don't, and and again, I get a lot of, I'm trying to like word this correctly um, because I do get a lot of messages um, and invites for collaboration to do, um, you know, Hey, share this um, and we'll give you a free this. And I understand people that's ambassadorship. And I understand some people need to do that. Maybe they can't afford whatever gear they're offering. And and that's great. 
or maybe it's just easier for them to get it that way. Uh, but for me, I don't, I don't need that. I don't like, I don't want to be an ambassador for any company. I want to, I want to team up with people that I have a relationship with. Like I won't do, first of all, if you're approaching me for the first time and I go, okay, this is kind of fits into what I'm trying to share with my audience. Um, you can send me what you want, but it's not guaranteed. I'm going to share it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if it works. And if I really dig it, then I go, then I'll go, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm not sharing this. So, you know, you can keep giving me free stuff. That's not what I'm doing. We're going to work something out here where, and also I'm, you know, I'm, I have, I do collaborations with, you know, companies and, and, and brands and stuff, but, um, it's a relationship. I build a relationship. I'll bring up one, not to, you know, I don't want to start naming brands, but my biggest, um, partners is Obos. I mean, they're the reason why I threw hike the continental divide trail where I didn't think I would ever through hike ever again. And the way I connected with them was I was at an outdoor event. I think it was last year. And one of their reps was there. Um, she's like a marketing manager or something. And we just hit it off. She heard about my through hike, my AT through hike years ago. And we never talked about, you know, like teaming up to do anything. We were just like, let's stay in touch. And then we did a Zoom. We talked. And um, she said, all right, I'll send you a pair of of shoes. There was nothing was going to happen beyond that. Unless, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't dig what was happening. And I tried them and I loved them. They were so... I love them so much that I was like, I don't even need to break these in. They're great. And then we just kept talking. We built this, you know, great relationship and we went from there. And it's all about building a relationship. When I get, I get a lot of questions from other people that are trying to do what I'm doing. I tell them, build a relationship. You got to start there first. If you don't have a connection with people, then, you know, what's gonna, you know, like when I do talks, I need them to believe in me before I even share my story. You know, you can't have people buy what you're selling if they don't believe in what you, in you, you're, you know, in who you are. And even when you and I, like, um, I did this podcast, how long ago was it? You know, Over maybe a year, a year ago, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we became friends through, you know, you know, social media. And then we, you and I talked a bit last week about some stuff. And that's what it's about. It's about a relationship. It's not, hey, I got something for you to promote for me. Do it because you looks like you have an audience. I'm like, I don't do that. I have an audience because I'm sharing about the outdoors. I'm not selling them anything. Now, when the book comes out, it's stories and I'll bring that up and say, Hey, if you want to get my book, you know, go for it. But for the most part, I just share my story. And honestly, if, the companies I work with now and they give, when they give me stuff, I do giveaways. I love when they give me mm-hmm. stuff because then I can give it to people that really need it um, really quickly. And you didn't ask me this, but I went to this event last year where um, this one guy gave five families um, gear to use that, that night, like camp gear. And they, you know, they did it. We did a day hike and then they spent the night and they gave them a tent, all the things they need. And they said, we're going to let you borrow this. And then later that day, he told them that actually, you know, you can have it. They were brand new, like, and top-notch stuff. Um, And when I saw that, I was like, that's beautiful. He just gave it to five families that 
didn't know much about the outdoors. And now they're equipped to do this by themselves over and over again. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to, you know, gift people stuff like trekking poles, you know, a Mm -hmm. tent, whatever it is they need to actually go out there and go camping or, you know, even if it's like a, a, a day hike, you know, shoes or something. So now I'm in a good position where I can, I, I can do that. So um, I'm very careful with who I team up with. And you have to believe in what I'm believing, which is um, sharing the outdoors with everyone. And that the outdoors, uh, I say this all the time, the outdoor community is made up of a bunch of different communities. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not just one group, it's many groups. And I'm not just the face of like, BIPOC or Latinoness or no, it's, I'm here to share this unlikely dude that would be out in the woods hiking for six months actually did it. And now he's, you know, doing this for the rest of his life. And I'm just sharing my story. So people, a little Derek, someone like me, that little kid sees me and says, Hey man, maybe, maybe I can do that too. And that that's an amazing feeling to be able to do that and work with brands who are, are willing to do that with you because so many brands do want to take advantage of you. They want to ride on your coattails, but then when you find those brands who are like, yeah, you, you find someone who needs a pack. One, one, one of the major um, brands I work with Gregory packs, they're always like, if you find someone who's doesn't have the funds for one of our packs, just hit us up and you know, you know, we'll, we'll hook them up. And it's just like, that's they've awesome. done it. Like they, they've That's done it. Like I was at PCT days. Some people I was, I, I did some trail angel work, and one of my, one of one of my uh, one of my friends, this pack was just tore up, needed a new pack, didn't have the funds. I just said, hey, talk to the marketing person. Can we hook him up? Like, oh yeah, no problem. We'll fit him right now. We'll get him on his way. And it's just like, you know, a three hundred dollar pack. Like, like it's nothing. And just to be able to do that, where you know other brands, they just want to ride in your coattails, ride it out till you know. They've used you as much as they can because they're just trying to make a buck. Whereas brands like Oboes or Gregory who or whoever, they want to really serve and help the outdoor community. And yeah, they're selling packs they're selling shoes, whatever, but they're about the community, which I just, I love that. And it's, mm, it's I, I, I love it too. Um, it reminds me of uh, uh, one of my uh, partners is Lakey, the trekking pole company. And mm-hmm. Every time I work on a project, like when I did my my podcast, they sponsored it. When I did a talk during Trail Days, they they paid for it. They supported, helped support my CDT through hike. Any project I'm working on, a giveaway that I'm doing this week with them, um, they're always there. And they're like, yes, like, can you donate? And they're like, yes, they'll send me. I'll ask for one set of polls. They'll send me two or three, you know, and and that's what they're about. They're about, Hey, look, we want it. And they even, I, I did a, a, a live with, um, one of the, um, marketing managers. And he said that we don't even care if they're using Lakey trekking poles, as long as they're out there using poles and, and, and realize how useful it is when you're doing these long hikes. And then eventually, you know, if they save up and they want a really good quality trekking pose and they look to us, we have, you know, one of the best out there, which they do. And this is a big company. They've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. They don't need me to to promote anything, but they, they saw what I was doing. And he said, this guy has a great story. We want to be a part of it. And I said, man, you, you guys are going to make me cry. That's awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> awesome. 
So you talked about the CDT and, 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 and hooking up with Oboes and you ended up going on the CDT. Talk about how, what was that decision-making process? You, you know, you said you didn't think you were going to do a major, a major hike like that again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not only do you on the CDT, you know, of the triple crown, which uh, <laughs> you don't know that the AT is on the East coast. There's a PCT Pacific Coast trail on the West coast. There's a CDT, the continental divide trail, which is in the middle of the country, Mexico, Canada, um, the newest trail and considered by many to be the most treacherous and mm-hmm. wilderness ridden and just the hardest. Why'd you pick that one for your next one? What was that process like? <laughs> well, like we were saying earlier, you know, this is, this, this is our life. This is what we're doing. Um, and to share about the outdoors and I listened to my audience and I know when I wrote the unlikely through hiker, there's a few things I could have done differently. One of the biggest thing, uh, that I get from my readers is that they wish it was longer <laughs> and I had to cut some chapters and okay, I get it. That's one thing I'll, I'll change for the next book. And another thing was that they really wanted me to do another through hike. And I talked, I did a few lives and said, Hey, if there's a story behind it, uh, if there's a big reason for me to do it, um, I'll do another through hike. And when I'm saying another through hike, I'm thinking the PCT. Okay. Cause that's the order you go in. You do the AT, which is considered the easiest, although, you know, it's easiest of a through hike, but it's still kind of challenging. And then you go to the PCT and then you do the hardest one, which is the CET. Um, And I said, yeah, I'll do it if there's a story behind it. And people wanted another book and I had other stories that I wanted to write, but I was listening to my audience and I felt that the right thing for me to do was to write another uh, long trail through hike uh, story. And I was talking with Obos and we talked about you know, working together to do a, another through hike. And I said, man, it's been 10 years and uh, it'll, it'll be a totally different through hike. And I said, all right, let's do the, let's talk about doing the PCT. And then they mentioned why not the CDT because they're in Bozeman, Montana, which is only a couple hours mm-hmm. away from the continental divide trail. And they had a connection with uh, CDTC, which is the organization that, um, you know, tends to the Continental Divide Trail. They run like all the um, trail days and festivals and stuff they do. Um, kind of like the ATC and AMC with the Appalachian Trail. So thought about it. I said, man, you know, I'm going to go from, first of all, I haven't h- through hiked in 10 years. Uh, and now you want me to do the hardest trail out there. And when we say hard, it's it's not fully marked. Um, one, yeah. I read an article that said, on expect to be lost for a few hours every just about every day and i said what i don't i didn't like being lost on the 18 it's really hard to get lost on the 18 but i did get lost um and also the terrain starting in the desert um climbing up you know 13ers 14ers and for those who don't know 13 or 14 is like uh, the highest peak of a mountain is 13,000 feet 14,000 feet you know and this is Colorado, where you hit 10,000 feet elevation and you're not getting down for a month. I was at 12,000 for almost an entire month and then going up higher and then back down to 12,000. So that's a lot. Um, so the main reason was because Obos, and mind you, we may end up doing, we will be doing other trails and stuff, working together, continue working. 
but it just felt right for our first um, through hike together as a team that I would do the CDT, and I knew it was going to be a challenge. And I said, you know what? It'll be part of the story. Um, it and like the AT, I knew I was walking into it not knowing much about the CDT. But I did have the experience of my pass through hike, although the CDT is you can't you can't prepare yourself for what was happening oh, there, yeah. especially starting in the desert. Um, so the main reason was that I was getting support and they wanted the same thing I wanted, where I wanted to teach people because the first through hike, I wasn't able to show people in real time a through hike and I wanted to educate people educate people about the through hike, my through hike along the way. And, um, I just wanted another, a good story that the audience was really craving for. And this just was just right. The timing was right. Everything just fell into place and yeah. Yeah. And, and I know, and, and another thing when I finished and I wasn't eager to finish, I just knew it was time to finish. But when I finished, I said to myself, I could see why people choose this trail, the Continental Divide Trail, to be the last one. Because when you're done through hiking the CDT, you do not want to through hike ever again. <laughs> so you, I, I don't want you to talk too much, talk too much about your CDT experience because you, you got the, the book coming out, and I want people to be able to, to to read your words firsthand. But what's one experience along that trail that just really sticks out that's just kind of changed your perspective, maybe? a little bit on, on hiking the outdoors or just as you as an individual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot. Um, there's, I, with this through hike, I felt more human. If that makes sense. Um, when I did the AT, I thought I had superpowers because it was coming so easily to me. Um, and I was like, I've never done this before and now I'm doing it and this is great, you know, but the, Continental Divide Trail from from the jump from day one it was hard and I had to adjust really fast. I got heat sickness on the first day where I was throwing up. Um, on the on the on the third day, um, I got sick again. Then I did night I night hiked. I would say what really changed my perspective in through hiking and what I'm capable of doing was how I adjusted so fast and I went from. I don't know if I can hike in the desert in at 12, between 12 and three, where it's the hottest. I don't know if I can do that. So how do I make this work? Cause I'm going to finish this through hike. So I night hiked and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever done. When I night hiked on the AT, it was scary because you're surrounded by trees and you know, it's, it's dark and you don't know what's behind the trees and it's just it's a little spooky, but on, in the desert, it was a full moon. My timing was perfect. And it was just an open plain and it's just beautiful, dude. It was just like, I'm going to find words to describe it because I'm going to sit down, look at photos and relive it. And, but I knew that doing something that I didn't like to do, because if you read my first book and I, I night hiked, good things didn't come out of that. And having to do it and having a better experience um, shifted the way I thought this through hike was going to be. And how I was going to react to it. Because I was still uncertain how I was going to do this through hike. Like I was telling people, I'm doing a CDT. And they were like, oh, you got this. You did the AT. You're fine. Whereas when I told them about the AT, they were like, oh, you're going to die. You know, because I hadn't never done anything like that before. And now that I've done it, I've through hiked. 
They're like, oh, you got this. I'm like, no, I don't. Like inside I was saying, I don't, I don't have this. I need you to tell me I don't have it. So I have like something to hang on to and fight for, you know, and say, hey, look, people thought I couldn't do it, you know, and now, you know, I don't know if it's a, you know, ego thing or having a chip on my shoulder or what, but um, I just knew I needed something to drive me and it wasn't there. And I had to I had to adjust and drive myself and figure out how I was going to do this during, you know, still learning how to 10 years. It's been 10 years since I threw hikes. So I'm 10 years older, although I'm probably in better shape now than I was 10 years ago uh, because I've been hiking, you know, ever since, you know, and running as well. But um, yeah, the, the terrain, Colorado was really hard storms, learning how to get to the top of a summit. And making sure you're not up there during a storm. Like on the AT, I would get up two hours later, three hours later after other through hikers and leave, start hiking at 10 in the morning. I couldn't do that on a Continental Divide Trail because I had a mountain to climb in Colorado and I had to be there before lunchtime. I had to be there before 11, 12 o'clock so I can, you know, be at the bottom before a storm rolls on. Because storms would come like during the middle, middle of the day between 12 and 3 o'clock. So I had to tweet, I had to adjust to that where instead of getting up at eight, nine o'clock, I was getting up at five, six o'clock in the morning to leave at like seven, the latest eight o'clock, which wasn't a lot. I would, for the most part, I was leaving at seven. That's huge for me. If you've read my book, you know, that's me getting up, getting up that early. That's, that's unheard of. So there was a lot of adjustments I had to do, um, to make this happen. But like the AT, I knew I was going to finish it. I knew I was going to complete it. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew like one, I would take it one day at a time. And that was, that was it. That's awesome. Every, yeah, every hike's different. You know, just the fact you went out 10 years later, I just, I just think about that myself 10 years ago. I'm like, wow, I just, you went out and you, you did it. And you just, I just, that trail, that scares, that trail scares the crap out of me. It really mm-hmm. does. No, no, it's, it, I think back about it, I think about it and it, it was, it was, it was very challenging. And I think if I didn't have a purpose, there was no need for me to do it if I didn't have a purpose, but now my life has a purpose. I do this for the same reason you do what you do, you know, and that's what drives me now. So what's the future looking like? What's the next thing you're getting ready to write this book? What's, what's life looking like now? next six months, year, five years, or mm-hmm. not even thinking that far ahead, maybe. Mm. No, I am. Uh, as soon as I, unlike when I finished the AT, not many people knew me except for through hikers. Um, this time around, as soon as I finished the trail, I got so many emails, Obos, they picked me up at the trail. I went back to Bozeman for like a week and they were already planning the next two years. Um, Cause they were so thrilled at what I did and what we were able to produce for our audience. So I hit the ground running, man. As soon as I got back, it was nothing but work. So I'm currently writing my next book. Uh, I'm also still working on a children's book that I would love to have done really soon doing talks. Um, that's how I actually, you know, make a living now where I actually go to schools and do talks and continue sharing um, stories. So I'm constantly sharing um, whatever I can about the outdoors. Um, next year, August, around late August, early September, I'm going to through hike the Long Trail, 
Uh, I teamed up with the Green Mountain Club and I owe them a completion of that through hike. So I started last year. That fell through because I got sick. It's a bit of a drama, but I think I'm going to make it into the intro of the next book. That's how that's how good it was. I wasn't good at the time and it wasn't fun. It's not type two fun <laughs> at all, but it was a it's situation a good story. where it, it, huh? But it's a good story. It's a good story. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was miserable during the time. And then when I look back, I'm like, I think I, I need to share not just the good with my audience, but the lows. You know, I people need to see. I can't keep giving them all positive stuff. You know, like I have to give them things that are real and then have a positive outcome, you know, because that's ultimately mm-hmm. the key is that not everything's going to be positive. But if you can have a positive outcome out of it, then, then you're doing a good thing. So yeah, I'm going to do the long trail and then uh, try to push out these writing projects I have. And then we'll see what comes after that. Very cool. Derek, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story. But make sure you, you pick up the current book, Unlikely Through Hiker. Follow Derek on Instagram. If somebody wanted to follow you, see what you're doing, see what you're up to, buy your book even, where would they go? Like you on Instagram, dude, it's uh, at Derek Lugo, D-E-R-I-C-K-L-U-G-O for updates, what I'm doing. I actually show my audience the process of um, my, my writing process and my post. You'll see stuff there that may be in the book. So you'll be, um, you know, you, almost like reading the next book. You'll know what's coming up. And um if you want a signed copy of my book, you can get it on my website, DerekLugo.com. But ultimately, you can get it anywhere, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, anywhere you, you get your book. And if they don't have it, just say, hey, I like to, I like to order this uh, for the store or whatever it is. So, yeah. Awesome, Derek. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story. Good luck in the next few years of the book and uh, future journeys you have on the trail. Thanks, man. Thanks for the invite. Big thanks to Derek for coming on the show and just overall being awesome. We had a really great conversation. I, I just love, I love talking to him in general. I think we talked like in our 20 minutes after we were done recording and he just, I, I should have recorded that because it was really good stuff. Anyways, uh, make sure you do a few things. You follow Derek on social media. You buy his book, get a signed copy, buy it from him, get a signed copy from him. If you see, if you're at your local bookstore, you know, hey, hey, you need to carry this book. Let him know. Let him know what's up. Um, it's just, he's an amazing guy, and I'm excited uh, for everything he's doing. And, yeah, just go, go do that. Do the things. Do the things you know you're supposed to do. Uh, if you want to follow me or the Hiker Podcast on social media, you can follow me at Andy Films and Hikes on Instagram or TikTok. You can also follow uh, the Hiker Podcast on Instagram just to find out like when new episodes are coming out at hiker podcast also if you go to the descriptions episode you'll find p.o box if you are a brand or if you are a person just wants to send a postcard you can send that just keep it all nice and appropriate you know what i mean you know i don't want to have to call you know, you know I, I don't just, just be i'm just just yeah be nice anyways um appreciate you all and appreciate that um you can also go to hikerpodcast.com for all the latest information on the show all the different ways to listen. I am working on getting video episodes going here pretty soon. Um, 
where we would have not only just like video snippet content that I post on Instagram and YouTube, but also like you could watch the whole thing on video if you wanted to on YouTube. And I'll put it on my YouTube channel, which I do have a YouTube channel. You can check that out. Um, just uh, search Andy Neal on YouTube. You'll find me. Anyways, uh, with that, thanks for listening. Thanks for being awesome. Excited for next week's episode. Um, we're talking about bees next week. You'll find out more next week. And uh, with that, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast. <laughs>